In a world of uncertainty and despair, you've been canceled. Two heroes have reunited when they're needed the most. Doing it for the money. Live from the Pals for Life studios, it's the SM Show. Here are your hosts, Shane Ryan and Mike Bowers. Four out of five doctors recommend the SM show. And the fifth one got his license revoked. Welcome to the SM show. I'm Mike Bowers. As always, with me is Shane Ryan. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for unmuting me. I'll repeat my joke, but it'll be late. I'm asking how many of them have PhDs versus EDDs. That's a good question. We'll have to look into that. So here we are. It's, it's been a journey, my friend. It has. It's been, uh, what is it, 15 weeks? Something like that? Uh, probably since we unveiled it. I mean, we were on show, like, what, 17? So I think it's, yeah, it's it's probably around there when we just decided this was a, this was a thing. Yeah, so we are at the end of this journey with the boy band tournament. So we got two songs to play tonight. And we'll have a winner at the end of the show. Um, I haven't checked today. I kind of well, you're all you're surprised. all winners. That's that's the bigger that's a bigger part. You're all winners. Yes, the real winner of the tournament is the friends we made along the way. Each other. Yes, exactly. So we'll see <laughs> how that goes. But yeah, anywho, uh, it's been a we've been, been a minute. We've been apart for a minute. You went off the grid. How was that? It was awesome, man. It was uh, it was weird. So. Um, I think I told you a little bit, but I can't remember how much I mentioned on the show. So um, growing up, had a campground campsite that I went to for like majority of my life. My, probably my favorite spot of all time. It's a rural state park in, in Vermont. Shout out Maidstone State Park. Um, five mile road in to get into the state park. Half the lake is a state park. It's all glacial. So it's crystal clear and beautiful. The other half is like loaded people from New England who have like summer camps out there. But it's literally on the north it's the northern part of vermont but like on the vermont um lancaster the vermont new hampshire border right um so it's a nice like solid haul so it's about eight hours from my house in new jersey um actually about similar amount of time for us to drive up there but uh it was my first time going back since i think my last year i went was uh, the senior year of high school so like 2002 so it's been about like 19 years since we've been there. And I've built this place up to like my wife and my daughter and being like, this is the greatest place in the world. So I was nervous because uh, during COVID, we decided to look and see if we could find it. Um, it was available the week we wanted to go. And the site I had as a kid was was available. Right. So I got to really relive the whole experience. And uh, so we went there and it was it was awesome, man. The place hasn't changed. It was like driving into time, back into time. Because it's a small town up there, so the town itself hasn't changed much, for better or for worse. Um, but it's just, I mean, the site looked beautiful. Walk right out. We had our own private beach on the site. So, I mean, my little one loved it because she was in the lake nonstop since we got there. Um, it was just, it was a great, great trip. And the, the weirdest part was literally, like, I wasn't even lying. There was no cell phone service. So, like, the first day I was tweaking and I was trying to find spots on the camp to be like, where can I do this and get a download real quick on my email. Right. And then after, like, my, I, I, I tweaked out all day and finally <laughs> let loose and had a few beers. Yeah. I was like, screw it. I'll catch up with it later. So, I literally went off the grid for a week and it was everything the doctor ordered. That's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? 
Yeah, because I'm terrible at it. I, I, I say I turn off my inbox and I do that disconnect, but I'm checking my shit every every two seconds. Like I just I, I, I need to be connected. So it was it was really weirdly scary, but freeing to just, you know, not be able to check that. Right. Well, good for you. I am. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you got to disconnect. But and, I also hear family loved it. We yeah. booked it already. So we booked it. We booked it again for next year. So that was kind of cool and a little bit longer. So pumped. Very cool. So uh, on the downside, it sounds like uh, you're going to have to go under the knife there. (laughs) Yeah, so I got the verdict. So the verdict is officially a torn labrum in my right shoulder, um, and surgery is the way to fix it. Uh, There's also some other thing that was going on with my, I guess, like my the bone in there, the clavicle or something's a little bit too long, so that can cause like impingement, but... It hasn't been a problem yet, but I guess they could saw that down if I wanted to. But I guess that's like super painful. And the doctor's like, if it's not bothering you, I don't know if you want to be more inconvenienced. So right. I don't know what we're going to do about that. But uh, I'm going under the knife uh, 9-1. And it's not going to be a fun recovery. It's going to be like a week before I can do anything. And then um, six to eight weeks before I can start like using it again regularly. And then four months till I'm back to normal. So uh. not not looking forward to it. And it's my right arm. So that's going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when you have a little one that you uh, that probably wants to be picked up and stuff like that. I think she'll be OK. I mean, we navigated it last year, so I don't know. I mean, probably TMI, but you know, she doesn't listen. Steph had like major back surgery last year. So like my little one got used to having to like having that with me. Uh, um, so it'll be back to that. I mean, she, she totally won't understand, but I mean, she's been kind of, I've having a limit. Like I can't pick her up as much. I can only do one arm. Um, I haven't been able to like do a lot of the activities that I used to be able to do with her just cause it, it's bothering me. So it's, it's been a gradual like step in that direction, but, um, We'll see. Yeah, it's not going to be fun, and I mean, there'll be some growing pains, but I think she'll she'll adjust. Well, good luck. Thanks, man. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I did it to myself, so don't feel too bad for me. But wasn't it just getting off the couch though? Uh, it's probably years of. I mean, that was probably the straw that broke the last string of my labrum being held together. Um, it's probably years of me. Probably not lifting correctly or not exercising muscles properly before don't going to stuff, playing baseball, doing, I mean, I, I played every sport under the sun for forever. So probably it's a bunch of things that kind of led to it. And then I get up off the couch and it finally snaps. Yeah. Like just taking on by a thread or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was just the weirdest thing in the world. Like I pushed up and I guess the instability caused it to go. And it just, I felt like, and the doctors are all laughing at me, but there's no better way for me to describe what happened to it other than I felt like a little, like it didn't hurt. It wasn't a shooting pain. It was just like, I felt like something rippled in my shoulder and then my arm gave out. It was like the weirdest thing in the world. Mm. But whatever, I guess ripple is not a medical term. Ah, whatever. We're going to get you rehabbed and get you back here. We're going to play both songs at some point tonight. Uh, but unbeknownst to Shane, I did get some outside expert analysis uh, to weigh in on some of these matchups. And we will be playing them throughout the show. Uh, the first one we'll play, if I can get this going here. <laughs> 
All right, bear with me. I'm excited. Uh, you have not you you teased me that you had some special something special. You teased me at something special, but I have zero idea what what this is in store. So it's going to be uh, for the listeners that are there. I'm just going to be as, as surprised as you are. Yeah, it's going to be something. <laughs> um, so uh, filibuster, real quick. Have you watched any of the Olympics? Uh, I guess I'll start with the one that people have already seen. Did that you? one I saw. Okay, so you saw that one. All right. So we will uh, we will go to that one just for people who missed it. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to get people from both of the bands to weigh in. Uh, unfortunately, there was no one from Backstreet Boys who was available through Cameo. And they have not returned my... Uh, de- Inquisitions. Yeah. My... Uh, sliding into their dms and that sort of thing so uh, i also posted a message to twitter tonight with the link to the show so if howie d happens to see it and joins in hey that's cool but i doubt it but it'd be an awesome photo bomb it would yeah but we did get at least one person here and that would be chris kirkpatrick of nsync I think I know where he's going to go with this one, but just to be safe, I would hope so. Yeah. What if he was like, yeah, that song sucks, but or just like, yeah, they're just better. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> hear what he has to say. Hey, Mike and Jane, Chris Kirkpatrick. All right, listen, this is why it's going to be me needs to win. Uh, first of all, the video was amazing. We had to sit in prosthetics for six hours to look like puppets. So, uh, the, the video's great. The song it really hits hard. It's a great dance number. Choreography in it was tight. We were on point, even though we were dressed as puppets. But, uh, yeah, so the song itself is an amazing song. It deserves to win your best ba- boy band song tournament. So here we go. It's going to be me. Fingers crossed. So there you go. Chris Kirkpatrick. So pretty much like the reason why this song needs to win is everything else about the song, not that the song's actually good. It's just good, trust me. But everything else is amazing. He did make say, it there. He did say the song was good. <laughs> he just kind of put that towards the end. Well, no, he said it was good twice, but he was just like, but the reason is, is because like it was um the video was awesome and we spent six hours in makeup and it's a good dance beat, but it's a good song. I mean, I could respect that. I think it's time for our second guest analysis. I'm interested on this one. So this is definitely one I have not seen. Yeah, you have not seen the rest of these. And I'm going basically in order of awesomeness. So they were all great. I I appreciate your judgment on this, though. I was wondering if it was going to go order if they came in or request or awesomeness. So I appreciate the awesomeness. Yeah, they were they were all great, to be clear. Um, but. Yeah, there's one that stands above the others and you will know why when you when you see it. So how many are we dealing with? Can you at least give me that? How many are we dealing with on on, on special special guest analysis? Uh, four total, if you include uh, Chris. Chris. OK, cool. Yeah. So, and I also wanted to go with, uh, with people that were relevant to the era. So, okay. Let me get this going again. I appreciate the, uh, the attention to that detail. Yes. So honest and true. Did you, uh, I know you watched Nickelodeon, uh, 
when you were oh, younger. Yeah. Did you watch all that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Who'd you get? So, Lori Beth Denberg from all that <laughs> is going to weigh in here. Let's see what she has to say. Jesus Christ. Hey, Mike and Shane. It's Lori Beth. Hello. So, listen, you guys seem awesome. You seem like total 90s kids. I know that you grew up watching all that, and that makes me so happy. I hope you laughed and that we made you laugh a lot now you can still look back now you can look back at me i'm not a professional cameraman it's just me and a ceiling fan anyway um i'm so glad that you like the show and you guys have a podcast which is awesome i have a podcast too so i know how much work it is so congratulations on doing that and i have to say a 64 line bracket to start with 64 for the boy band song the best boy band song tourney it is pretty amazing so i'm gonna have to say that the question of what is the better boy band song i want it that way or it's gotta be me may uh i have to go with i want it that way i love that song i once drove cross country when that song was on the radio and like every time I'd look for it and just, you know, sing my heart out. So I want it that way. That guy knows what he wants. He wants it and he wants it that way. <laughs> so that's my choice. Um, I hope that you are happy with the outcome of all of this. And I know it's been a long, rocky road to get to this place, but <laughs> I hope that you can... I hope that you wanted it this way because <laughs> this is what it is. Um, good luck on your podcast and keep being awesome because you seem pretty. Well, I don't know. Mike seems pretty awesome. Shane, I'm kind of on the fence Ooh, about. So fair enough. Fair enough. Step it up, Shane. Okay, and Mike, help him out. All right, he doesn't know. What he's <laughs> I got <doing>. you. <laughs> Bye. Fair enough. Fair that enough. That was fun. That was awesome. That was awesome. It's that time for Shane and Mike to cancel things that they don't like. Cancel Corner. Cancel Corner. We take aim at the concerns about cancel culture in our society by canceling even more things. And Shane has got weeks of pent-up cancellations to go over. (laughs) So I already knocked out one. I already knocked out one. Well, hit me with your next one. <laughs> All right. So I knocked out one already about the person on the, the volleyball or the handball pod, uh, pro, uh, broadcast for the Olympics saying across. So uh, there's been a theme with a lot of mine and, and maybe ones that come to yours is we've had a lot of driving pent up driving anger. So the first one I'm going to go off of today is uh, people with crap hanging from their car mirror. And the reason why I have a problem with those is because uh, as I was driving for 16 hours last week, I found in my uh, very subjective research that there is a correlation between the amount of people who have crap hanging, a crap ton of stuff hanging from their middle mirror and how crappy of a driver you are. The more stuff you have, the more likely you are to drive like an asshole. So... That is the reason why I'm canceling people who have crap hanging out with their car mirror. Because, like, I mean, I have, like, maybe one thing. Like, if it's a parking thing or something that's there. But, like, these people that have, like, 
beads and dice and furry things and all this other stuff. Like, it's just... I mean, maybe that is the reason why you can't see in front of you and drive like such an asshole. Um, I will buy that excuse. But there was from I did from my my extensive driving the past two weeks notice that every time I got cut off with the trailer or passed or like got in a jam and somebody was squeezing up in front to then get you know blocked out again, then to move somebody else again and acting like a jerk off. It was definitely somebody who had a lot of crap in the front of their mirror. So um for that reason, and for that reason, I am I'm definitely canceling people with crap hanging from the center of their mirrors. You've been canceled. So I'll stick with the traffic theme, and I'm going to cancel traffic jams. Because, nice. first of all, they're the worst. I right. Mean, I, I can't think of anybody that's like, yes, it's going to take even longer to get where I'm going. Uh, but it's the, the part why I especially want to cancel it is that, I mean, sh- there's plenty of times where a traffic jam, like you understand why it's happening. You know, there's a big accident yeah, oh yeah. blocking multiple lanes of the highway, that sort of thing. But what bugs me so much is that there's so many traffic jams where you just don't know why it happened. Like you get stuck in traffic for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, and then all of a sudden it just stops and everybody goes the speed limit again so my conspiracy theory is that there's one asshole driving at the very front of the line that's like i'm just gonna slow down and then everybody has to slow down as a result uh my, my favorite's when like it's a bus and, like you get there and it's just like a bus pulled over and everyone just kind of slowed down and look at this bus pulled over right you're like that was 45 minutes of traffic to watch this bus pulled over like pass that shit yeah and i'm glad you mentioned that because (laughs) the other part that that pisses me off with traffic jams is when it's due to something on the other side of the highway like again if there's (laughs) just looking at it (laughs) yeah like again if 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 it's blocking your lanes that makes perfect sense but right if you have a car that you know is on the median seven lanes over there is no reason for you to slow down like it, it GPS has made it worse, right? Because yeah. like you see it on your GPS and it's like 16 plus minutes and you're like, damn it. Yeah. But it's never 16 minutes. Right. It's always like double that and it always adjusts. It's like it's like predicting the weather. Like it's never wrong, but uh, like when, but it's rarely right. Like it's just it's crap on ways. It's the worst because it's a meter. So it's like <laughs> you're you're halfway through the traffic jam and all of a sudden it's like, boo. Now you're 25% through the traffic jam. (laughs) It's the absolute worst. And again, there's nine times out of 10, you have no idea why the traffic jam was there to begin with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent with you. Yeah. So if you, if you slow down to look at something on the side of the road, or if you're one of those assholes that causes a traffic jam by going too slow, I hate you. You deserve to burn and you've been canceled. You've been canceled. All right. What else you got? All right. So I got two more. So I'll go with uh, the easier one first. I mean, it's just a main, a, 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 just a real pet peeve of mine and like basic hygiene. Like people who pee on toilet seats, you are the worst. Like I, 
there is urinals for a reason. So you don't pee on toilet seats. But then again, I understand people have anxieties and, you know, this is very much a male. Th- uh, this is primarily a male thing, but women have to deal with it in unisex bathrooms. I get that. But like, if you're in a men's bathroom, like there is a urinal for a reason. If you have a, if you have a insecurity or whatever, or COVID is making you a little bit nervous. I can understand that, but then have common courtesy for the person using it after you, that if like that is a a major issue for you, you got to realize that when you piss all over the toilet seat, that is a major issue for the next person who's got to use it. So it's just flat out disgusting. You are not barred out in a barn. Like it is not hard. And like, if you've gotten to this point in your age and like, so like maybe like kindergarten, I get it. You're still kind of learning control of your thing. Right. But at the point when you've gotten to like 17 years old, 18 years old, 37 years old, you've had years of experience controlling your thing. Like you, you should have like revoke the, the right to use it. If by then you can't use it. So like by that instance, you should have to sit down and use it because you've lost your privileges to touch your thing and control it. So for that reason, it's disgusting. It's terrible. It's a, it's, it's the grossest thing in the world when you're stuck having to clean up somebody else's, um, uh, complete like disregard for humanity. So for that reason, I'm canceling those who piss on the toilet seat. You've been canceled. You know, it's even more mind boggling. The people What's who that? pee on the floor at a urinal. Oh yeah. Like it's so hard to miss. You have a, you have like a three foot target. And you don't have to like you just have to aim for something within that area because it'll just go where it needs to go. And yet. How? And a close cousin to that is people just don't flush. Like, it's not hard to like to flush. Like you do the deed like. Yeah, people are gross, man. People suck. Not rocket science. But then again, it should be expected when, like, you have to put up signs to remind people to wash their hands. Like, it's just, you know, it's... Especially right now. You can't expect right much now. these days. You can't expect much these days. Yeah. Have you ever sat Gross. down and peed before? Um, only when I've been, like, so hungover <laughs> that I can't stand up and pee. Or, like, I've had a couple times where, like, I had no fl- fluids in me that I'm, like... Holy crap, I'm going to pass out. I need to sit down. Otherwise, this is going to be bad. So, like, those are the two times. I've never, like, done it just to do it. And that's not trying to be me be macho man. I'm just, it's just, I've never, I've, it's not been my thing. I know some people prefer to do it. But the times I've had to do it has only been out of necessity. Whereas, like, I can't stand up right now. Or, oh, my God, I'm going to fall out. I'm going to fall over. Let me stop this for a second and resume in a different position. But when you needed to, and you did... It's kind of a nice feeling. It was a nice feeling because I didn't pass out. Right. <laughs> and it's comfortable. I mean, it's prime it's prime position to like check Twitter and not be a weirdo and like have to rest your phone on like the thing or be mm-hmm. the guy that scrolls it uh, as you're like you peeing on the urinal because that's kind of gross. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's gonna be our uh, that's gonna be our next debate uh, when we come back is sitting down while peeing overrated or underrated. Uh, I mean, it's appropriately rated. I think it's, you know, it is what it is, but it's like the bigger question is, is like, what do you, when you're sitting down, what are you doing these days? You're looking on your phone, right? 
So like the fact that people still want to borrow other people's phones or touch it, like you know, <laughs> every time you're in the bathroom, you're touching that. Yeah. Like it's 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 like I mean, hey, mind blown if you haven't thought about it that way. Like every time I'm doing things that like are kind of gross, like it's my phone's there. Right. And everybody else is doing that. And there's a lot more people that are grosser than me. So <laughs> think about that when you borrow someone's phone or touch someone's phone. That's fair. That is very, very fair. Uh, I'm curious about this other one you have here. Why don't you go over this last jump one? Into it. Um, so it's a little bit all over the place, but just the people that are, and I'm all about personal fitness and hell, I'm probably in the, the shoulder surgery issue because of, I enjoy personal fitness stuff, but I do my own personal fitness or I trust experts, but it seems nowadays that, um, again, going on the correlations, there's a lot of Facebook fitness experts these days that do not have proper training. Um, and by proper training, I mean like actual physical trainer certific- certifications, not this like beach body fitness bullshit or like other things like that. But there is also a direct correlation for those people that are these so-called Facebook trainers that are also the only people on my feed that tend to use Facebook stories and use the hashtag FitFam. So... For that, I'm lumping all of you together that while I appreciate your personal fitness like, and you're trying to motivate others and hold yourself accountable, I get that. You are not a certified trainer. So like the fact that you are like certifying all these people and telling them like you can be a motivation and encouraging, but like are people really following you? And like these people were doing it like some became fit, but most of them aren't really fit. Like if I'm going to be following somebody for a personal trainer, like I want the most yoked dude on the planet telling me what I should be doing or somebody who's got like 0% body fat, not an average Joe telling me like, this is what you should do. Let's do this. We could do this together. Like, and most of those exercises aren't there. And most of the time it's not just exercise. It's a full diet. And it's a whole other thing where you need to be a nutritionist to understand how to make purple purposeful advisement to do so. So Again, direct correlation for anyone that uses the FitFam, the stories. Like no one else on my Facebook feed uses it unless it's somebody trying to pedal something, whether it's your 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 Airbon or your, you know, Tupperware or whatever these like pyramid schemes are. So add beach body fitness to it. But uh, for that reason, it's annoying. Like it's and I accidentally like will click it or like, oh, maybe someone else will say something that's interesting. And one person puts a legit story and then it's followed by seven FitFam posts. And like other ones, everyone else trying to get me to join their pyramid scheme for that reason. And for that reason, and every other frustration you have, I'm canceling all three of them. But mainly it all starts (laughs) with the people who are the people who are doing the Facebook stories because and and being pretending to be first personal trainers when you're not. I appreciate you for being a life coach and a motivator, which is also another thing we can talk about in other days, because anyone can be a life coach these days. Um, I'm offering my services if you want them. But anyway. I'm canceling that. It's annoying. Please stop and get proper certifications and maybe I'll pay attention. You've been canceled. All right. Are you ready for the next guest analyst? Oh, I am. I am on the seat of my seat of my pants. Okay. I think you'll like this one. I feel. I just wonder where we're going from here because Lori Bethenberg was pretty solid. I know it's hard to top it, and but I think we do. I know, but you're going to Notre Dame, so I mean, I think you do it twice. So that's why I'm excited at what's going to get better. Yeah. So to go to our next guest analyst, I think this is the one that talks about Blink. 
and I'll preface it with uh, they seem to have misunderstood the purpose of the tournament. Uh, Which makes it better. Yeah. But anywho, the lead singer of the band Sugar Ray, Mark McGrath, (laughs) going to weigh in on this one. Awesome. Hey, 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 what is up to the Mike and Shane podcast and their listeners? It is Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray. Yes, I know. Off the charts, but always in your heart. And I've been posed a question by Mike and Shane. They let me know that they hosted a 90s theme podcast and did a 64 song tournament about 90 songs and which Close. one was the best probably in celebration or very analogous to the nc2a basketball tournament which i love now there's no way sugar not included in that 64 song tournament all right Ooh. i gotta let you know eh. the round we went out in did we make the sweet you know sweet 16 by chance uh final age maybe but i will say this it's an honor to be asked, uh, and what a wonderful decade it was, and it's so much fun. And, Mike, I appreciate you're a big fan of the band. Thank you so much. I got to say, you've got two strong contenders as your finalists. I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys, and it's going to be me by NSYNC. Now, I would have said Bye 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 by NSYNC. That's a bigger song in their catalog than it's going to be me. It is Come at me, bro. But it is now. That might have been a close. You're right. Uh, yeah, he's not wrong. Battle to me for this final, for this championship match, and it was. Uh, that's why it absolutely, undoubtedly goes to "I Want It That Way" by Backstreet Boys. Now, interestingly enough, both songs were written by Max Max Martin and that whole Swedish team of incredibly talented songwriters. Uh, so it's no surprise they both made it towards the end. But do me a favor. Put on I Want It That Way at a party and put on It's Gonna Be Me and just see your reaction, okay? Or do it at a club, which I have done as a DJ. It's not even close. I Want It That Way is the superior song. People know every lyric to it. People know every, like, they know the video to it. They can recognize the video. Heck, Blink-182 did a parody of the video for their uh, song, All the Small Things. So I Want It That Way. It's just, and, and just... Quality-wise, it's a better pop song. You are my the one. I lost it when you did this. When I say I want it that way. Of course, they sing it much better. It's I want it that way. That is your winner, Mike and Shane. Listeners, there is no, it's, look, it, it's going to be me. might have been like a, like, like an AC that somehow snuck into the finals and is facing a Duke or a Kentucky or exactly. team that's loaded. Yeah, he's Either good. way, I want it that way is the best it. song uh, of the 90s almost. Of the 90s. Yes, I said it. You know what I mean? It is such an amazing, beautifully crafted song. Mike, uh, I guess you saw us play 2 with 311 back in 1998. And if you saw that show, uh, it was actually 97. 
Well, correct. He was fall of 97, and a little band called Incubus opened up with Sugar Ray <laughs> opening up the 311. Little fun facts, because I know you guys love the 90s as much as I do. So Mike and Shane, on behalf of Mark McGrath, somewhat of a highlighted and frosted tip authority of the 90s, the winner of the 64-song tournament is <laughs> I Won't It That Way. Take care, guys. Always love this stuff. And uh, have me on the podcast, man. Come on. All right, Mike and Shane, best of luck. Take care. Do you follow up on that? I've tried. We'll see where it goes. And then he, then he said no. Hey, he had a lot of work done. <laughs> some, of is, of some of it is good. Some of it... Probably could use some additional work. But he hasn't aged. You know what? Take it as you will. If uh, his, his analysis was awesome, other than not fully understanding what we were doing, but he, he did then nailed it on the back end. So. Yeah, but we got him to sing, so I'm okay yeah, with that. And, I mean, his correlation of the tournament, eight seed sneaking in, going in through. I mean, spot on, spot on. Yeah, he he nailed it, and I I didn't know all this time. That when I saw them, that Incubus was the opening act. So uh, we have been uh, pondering and gathering data and thinking. And we have decided that... Tonight is going to be our last live radio show. We are going to wind down the station. Um, it's just, it's a fun project. We love doing it. Um, but it seems that, especially in this day and age, uh, podcasting is the way to go. Uh, so we... Tonight is going to be our last live show, and then we're going to take a, uh, some time off because, uh, you know, it's been we've done 17 weeks of this. Uh, you know, Shane's got surgery coming up. I've got some vacation coming up. Um, so uh, later in September, hopefully we're going to we're going to come back, uh, focus uh, exclusively on the podcast uh, but also kind of up in our game in some other ways, because uh, we have a we have a fairly strong social media following at this point um, through our through our prior marketing. I think we want to leverage that a bit more. So, you know, we're not necessarily going to dedicate two hours a week every Thursday to to doing this. Um, but it'll be things like, you know, maybe we pop on for. 10 minutes to talk about something that's newsworthy that pops up or, you know, Shane's uh, in a traffic jam. Uh, maybe he live streams about how much traffic jams suck or goes into the bathroom and see it. Someone peed on the toilet seat and offers some live analysis documents the experience. Yeah. So little things like that <laughs> here and there. Uh, and then we're going to continue to record this show on podcast form uh, we're also working out specifics on uh, uh, how we're going to continue to do a live element uh, on occasion for folks that, that enjoy that. 
Uh, I think we're leaning towards doing something on like YouTube, Facebook, that sort of thing, like a live recording, kind of like what we're doing right now. Um, but just over, over streaming video. Uh, and hopefully with some of this downtime, I'll have the ability to look at some bells and whistles and we can test out some things um, to make the live presentation uh, even uh, even more appealing. So that is where we're stay at. Stay tuned and stay and stay tuned to what we're doing. Cause I mean, like we're going to get bored through this little like short hiatus that we're taking. So, I mean, I guarantee we're going to text one day and be like, let's go on for a little bit and riff on something. So um, we'll keep the social media following up to up to date. And it's also going to be like, while we have a plan for what we're going to do, um, but still a lot of it's still up for debate. So tell us what you want, what you'd like to see. Um, we're open to it. We're going to take this t- this little break to kind of you know figure out what the next iteration of what we're doing is. And like I said, it's probably like Mike said, it's probably gonna, it's going to be a podcast. It's probably going to have some sort of a '90s flair to it because it seems like that's the niche that we're doing. It's the stuff that you know shaped us. We like talking about. Uh, we got some credibility now in the area, so might as well utilize that right in the momentum. But um, whatever you want to hear from us, we're going to stockpile some interviews. We'll keep that format. Um, but we want to be interactive. It's just um, doing it every day or every week at the same time. I mean, while we've been waking and wanting to make the commitment, we realize it and we've been willing to do it. We realize it's a commitment for for your end on, as a listener. So we're thankful for all of you to listening to us and interacting with us and following us and whatever time manner you do. Um, so we're just trying to be more accessible to you and give you all what you want in a more concise format. So hopefully this next iteration will will uh, take us to where we're looking to go because we're having a, fun, a blast doing this. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a nice aside from uh, from a crazy world that we're in. Um, and heck, getting to speak with Mike multiple times a week has been, uh, been a godsend on my end. So um, really happy to keep bringing this to you when we can. And, and you know, thank you for, for what, helping us get to this point and uh, appreciate your support moving forward and your feedback moving forward because we want to be better for you. Yeah, absolutely. We are not We are not going anywhere. We're just, uh, you know, focusing on on avenues that make sense at this point. So uh, we will be back and we'll be back better than before. And yeah, like I said, we can use this time to, to workshop some things, uh, to shoot our shot with some more uh, some more musicians and other entertainers and other folks. Uh, and. The good thing is by not having the the twenty four seven stream that allows us to commit some of the money we put into to doing that to focusing on things to make the to make our product better. So so stay tuned. I think yeah, it is time to drop our last bit of analysis on you. I'm looking forward to it. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready I'm, for this. I am. I am. I'm ready. I've, I, I, I don't know where it's going to go from, uh, from, from Mark McGrath. So it's, uh, that was pretty spectacular. Yeah. I think in uh, any other world that would have been the featured one, but that was before we had Fox Sports analyst Dean Blandino. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right, so I want to point out two things before we get started. First of all, he is so good at this because he dresses the part. Look at his t-shirt. It says I champion. Love it. I love it. And secondly, this video is 12 minutes long. So it oh my so he goes even even more in depth analysis than his hot dog thing? I I, <laughs> I admittedly have not watched the whole thing because I was okay. having so much joy watching the first part of it. I was right. like, I wanna I wanna be surprised at the okay. tail half of this. So let's hear what Dean Blandino has to say about this. Oh my god. Hey, it's Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and I could not be more excited because I have been tasked with settling a, a dispute that is as old as time. It's, it's, I feel like I've been born. I was born to do this. This is the cameo that I've been waiting to do my entire life, at least since the app has been around, which I think is like three years now. It's like 20, 2018, okay? <laughs> I'm waiting a long time. The S&M show has put together an amazing 64-song tournament to decide what is the greatest boy band song of all time. And they've asked me to give my opinion, and, and it's not just my opinion. This is the final ruling. There will be no further challenges, and my ruling He's will He's so stand. good at this. Mm -hmm. The two songs, I want it that way, Backstreet Boys, and it's going to be me, NSYNC. Those are the two contenders. Okay, and one side of the ring, one side of the octagon, I want it that way. On the other side, whatever combat sport you're into, it's going to be me. An unbelievable matchup. But let's go back. Let's go back to a little bit of a history lesson in terms of the genre, the boy band genre. What is the concept of a boy band? Because I think most people today, and, and, and at least the last two generations, consider that the, the 90s and the 2000s, that being the golden age of boy bands and bands like Backstreet and NSYNC are kind of what we think about when we think about boy bands. But it goes way back. It goes much further back. And you think about a boy band, it's really just a vocal group made up of young male singers. A lot of people think that the Beatles were a boy band. And you think about when they came over to the United States, that's what they were, a vocal group made up of young male singers. It was a very, it was very poppy sounding. Obviously their music evolved. I don't think we could consider the Beatles a, a, just a boy band. I think they've, they've graduated from that genre to, to one of the greatest bands, just bands of all time. And their music is unbelievable, but enough about the Beatles. Let's, let's talk about the boy bands and, and the eras. Three, three main eras of boy bands. There's the sixties and seventies with bands like the Jackson five, the Osmonds, the monkeys, so that was really the first in, 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 in modern times. And then you get into, you get into the 80s with, with bands like Menudo, which had a, a rotating door, a revolving door of members. And you got too old, you were out, and they brought a new, new person in. You think about you know, Menudo alumni, the most famous probably being Ricky Martin, who went on to, to start him as a, as a solo artist. Um, new Edition, which, which was with the R&B flavor and went on to, to you know, uh, many, many successful solo careers from, from, from that group with, with Bobby Brown and then, and then Belle Biv DeVoe and, and, and Ralph Tresvant and others. Who can forget New Kids on the Block? I mean, that was my first, my first introduction to, 
to the the boy band of today, New Kids on the Block. Um, and then the 90s and 2000s, like we mentioned, Backstreet Boys in Sync, 98 Degrees, Westlife. And now more recently with the advent of K-pop and bands like BTS, the, the genre is alive and well. But let's go back to that 90s and 2000 era and the two heavyweights, Backstreet and NSYNC. It's a debate as old as time. They're, they're like the Pepsi and Coke of, of boy bands, the, the McDonald's and, and, and Burger King of boy bands, although I prefer Wendy's, so that's a poor analogy. <laughs> But he, these are our two contenders. And let's go to the songs. Okay, I want it that way. Debuted, released April 12th, 1999 from the Backstreet Boys, Boys' third studio album, Millennium, which is the sixth highest selling album since 1991, since Soundtrack started keeping records of, of album sales. The sixth highest. And we'll get to NSYNC and No Strings Attached in a little bit. Um, written by a Swedish so duo, Max Martin and Andreas Carlson. And I'll get to them uh, in a little bit when we talk about NSYNC. <laughs> Nominated for three Grammy Awards, including Best Song and Best Record of the Year. Didn't win. Um, went, went number one in 25 countries. Interestingly enough, it was not number one in the U.S. on the, on the Hot 100 Billboard chart. It, it peaked at number six, eight non-consecutive weeks at number six. Um, it was number one on the adult and the and the the top forty mainstream charts in the U.S. It's going to be me in sync. Let's talk about first of all the the titles of these two songs. I want it that way. It's going to be me. Very selfish, very narcissistic. Um, uh, you know, both songs. You know, I, one song would gain points if it was a little more selfless, but they're both kind of selfish. It's all about me. I want it that way. Screw you. Um, Let's continue with It's Gonna Be Me. Released June 12, 2000 from the, the NSYNC album No Strings Attached, which is the 11th highest selling album since 1991. Millennium sold 12.3 million copies to date and No Strings Attached 11.1. So both successful albums, both obviously successful songs. That's why we're talking about them. Um, it's Gonna Be Me did... Did reach number one on the on the Hot 100 charts in the U.S. two weeks. Was number one in Canada. Um, made it to the top ten in the U.K. charts. Didn't do as well internationally as I wanted that way, uh, which did. Like I mentioned, 25 countries made it made it to number one. It is the the inspiration of a of an internet meme. Um, it's going to be May. I'm sure you've gotten that that hilariously. Uh, you know, that funny meme on the first day of May from your friends, it's going to be May and it's in sync and it's it's hilarious. Um, still laughing about it from when I got it <laughs> last last May 1st. Think about <laughs> YouTube, the two videos. Who could forget these two videos? I want it that way. They're in the airport hangar. They're singing. The fans are there at the end. It's going to be me. The girl goes into the toy store. They're all like these little toys and they start, you know, they, they're dancing and doing the, the puppet thing. Amazing videos. Go to YouTube. I want it that way. 45.8 million YouTube views. It's going to be me. 141.4 million YouTube views. Um, although I want it that way, 475,000 likes compared to 597,000 likes for it's going to be me. So a much higher percentage of likes for I want it that way. But I Want It That Way had more more dislikes, more thumbs down. I don't know why YouTube has the thumbs down. I'd like to stay positive. But 57,000 thumbs down for I Want It That Way. Only 22,000 
thumbs down for it's going to be me. <laughs> so what that tells me is I want it that way is evoking. It's more of an emotional response, a, a stronger <laughs> response, whether it's good or bad, positive like it. or negative. You think about inspirations of the song. Here's a little tidbit that you may, may not know. And now you're never going to be able to not think about this. The, the, the acoustic guitar so that, that, arpeggio riff that that intros I want it that way and then makes a, a reappearance throughout the song was actually inspired by Metallica's Nothing Else what? Matters. And when you listen to the songs, you'll see the similarities, no whereas It's Gonna Be Me was inspired by Joe Jackson's 1982 hit Stepping Out. Much more, much more poppy, more upbeat song compared to compared to I Want Mind It. You think about the two bands. Now, now here, my personal opinion about the two bands. In Sync, you think about as a band, um, they're no longer performing. Um, obviously, Justin Timberlake was the most is the most talented, and most successful member of either band. Went on to an unbelievable solo career, acting everything. So, but the band itself, In Sync, has been relegated to you know they've uh, you know I think Joey Fatone has done some re- reality shows and some hosting. I know Lance Bass, Lance Bass had his, had his wedding and it was a reality thing. I, they, I've recently seen three fifths of NSYNC in a progressive commercial, whereas the Backstreet Boys are still performing. They just released in 2019, their eighth album DNA, which debuted at number one on the top 200 chart in the U S um, they were performing in, in Vegas as recently as 2019 had a residency. So when you think about the bands themselves, I think I, I think the Backstreet Boys are the more successful and the better group, at least in my opinion. Whereas in sync was Justin Timberlake, who was up here, and then kind of the rest not not as good. Let's talk about Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, where do they rank these songs? Where do they rank these bands? So Rolling Stone, which is the most people feel is the premier authority on on music, at least um, you know in this country. And, and Rolling Stone voted um, the Backstreet Boys the number one boy band of all time. Okay. Backstreet Boys were number one. Um, and I want it that way is the number four boy band song of all time. Whereas in sync was not the number one, obviously I think they were, they were number two or, or they were in the top five. Um, but it's going to be me was the 15th best boy band song of all time. So, so you add it all together. What do you get? Ultimately, it's about an emotional response. And I'm just going to play the two songs, just a tidbit of the two songs. I don't want there to be any copyright <laughs> issues here. But, but here's, I want it that way. Just the start. Just, just a little bit more. Listen. Okay, now let's go to It's Gonna Be Me. Here's first 10, 15 of It's Gonna Be Me. (laughs) And I'll ask you the question. If you're in a bar or a bowling alley, or a fair, or wherever groups of people congregate, and there's music, a roller skating rink, and those two songs play, what do you think, which song gets the bigger reaction when it first starts? Okay, which song? 
I know which song is going to get the bigger reaction, and I know which is the better song. Are you ready? Drum roll. Here it is. The best boy band song of all time was sung by the best boy band of all time. Yes. The Backstreet Boys are the best band, and I Want It That Way is the best boy band song of all time. And it might be top five for me of all songs of all time. So there you have it. You got your history lesson. I hope you learned something. And again, I Want It That Way. That's the champion. That's my final ruling. No more challenges. The ruling on the field stands. Thank you for the opportunity to settle this debate. There you go. Dean Blandino. He is the absolute best. He's the absolute best. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So what I'm thinking is, I think we should uh, do this at least monthly. We give him some sort of debate where we just give give him a question, two choices, pick one of them. And just let him go with it. I like it. it. I like it. I mean, there's so many things we could do. Pretty soon we could get him to come on a little bit, maybe. And Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the Douchebag of the Week. All right, Douchebag of the Week. We pay tribute to the douchiest of the douche. Shane, take it away. Who you got first? So first, I'm going with uh, Maxwell Berry. So he is the guy who's been making the waves on the internet these days for uh, getting causing a ruckus on a Frontier Airlines flight and then getting duct taped. So I'm not sure if you've seen this uh, making the rounds at all, but the guy went on an all-time, like, just... The guy lost it, apparently groped two flight attendants, physically assaulted a third... And started just screaming and being loud, telling everybody on the plane, y'all suck, which is hilarious. I mean, the clip is very, very funny. Um, But then where Frontier's getting on fire for, well, then he also said that his parents, he yelled, his parents are worth $2 million, (laughs) which is a monster, monster flex on a Frontier airline flight, I guess. But I mean, I guess what you pay, get what you pay for on the, on airlines, but um, I mean, Frontier Airlines is getting some flack, and I know there's protocol on what you got to do, but I mean, they they duct taped the guy to his seat, and then I think what they're getting the most flack from is they duct taped his mouth. Um, but I mean, the guy was screaming obscenities and doing stuff, so like, while that's probably wrong and terrible optics, I mean, I can, I guess I can understand it. I mean, like, things like going on a flight, like, no one... No one loves traveling, right? Like, I love traveling, but the act of traveling, like physically traveling, is never fun to do. It's like the DMV. Like, it's a necessary evil to get to what you ultimately need, right? So you put up with it, you tolerate it. But, like, the people who then just go above and beyond to, like, make... Like, no one's having a good time, and you're going to then make the experience, like, make it about you, that you're having a bad time, and then making it terrible for everyone around you. Like, that is, like, the the most selfish you can be, and you are the, like, scum of the earth for doing things like that. So, um, this guy, while while it got some hilarious clips and some publicity for it, like, it's this is just, like... Not cool, man. Like, just don't ruin it for everybody else. Like, don't be this ridiculous. Um, If you got some bigger underlying problems, I mean, I could be maybe a little more sympathetic to it. But it just it just seems like this guy was just being an ultimate douche. So uh, for that, uh, for that reason, I am putting him up as a nominee for douchebag of the week. 
Yeah, I I was uh, kind of amused by that story when it came out. Uh, mainly for the duct tape. But also because... And I realize this is is incredibly uh, uh, what's the word? It seems it seems kind of insane to say, but your parents being worth two million dollars, like, I mean, obviously you're not you're not hurting for money, but that's also it's not really a flex. <laughs> yeah, like. I mean, you know, depending on where you live, sure, you'll be able to get your own house and that sort of thing. But like that is not a sum of money that's going to make it through multiple generations where you don't have to work. But I mean, if you're flying straight frontier all the time, then, you know, how you save money. And yeah, I mean, I guess you could afford every seat on on the frontier flight. Super budget airline. Yeah. I mean, you get what you pay for, but no one deserves, like, no one's having a straight-up good time traveling, so, like, the fact that you're just going to make it miserable for everybody else, like, that is just terrible. Yeah, we're, uh, Amanda and I are traveling together in three weeks uh, to finally, uh, it's my first time home since the pandemic, and I'm just mortified for how how people are going to act on the flight. It's, I don't know, I've, I've flown once uh, since everything kind of opened back up. It was it was okay. I mean, the, the, the boarding and boarding takes a while, and it's, you know, a lot more people are requesting wheelchairs, whether they need them or know it's a chance for them to get on the plane faster. That's to be determined, right? Because uh, I think one of the planes we had, it took 30, it took 45 minutes to the plane because it was 30 people that needed wheelchairs. It was crazy. Um I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I didn't have to sh- split a row with anybody I didn't know, so it wasn't a little awkward. I'm about to travel in two weeks for work, so I'll I'll see how that goes because I'll be my first like solo flying experience since this all went down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's just no one's having a good time. So especially in these times, so like, why be that big of a douche to then make it that much worse? But and then I feel for the people for like the. I mean, I know you have protocol and stuff, but like. What are you supposed to do? Like this guy is causing a ruckus. Like and, and like he's groping you know, people, a, right? And he's yelling and verbally assaulting. And like you know, you don't want to delay anything. You don't want to cause any more discomfort to your pa- your pa- uh, pa- uh, passengers. So like, are you supposed to emergency land the plane for this idiot who you just you know you could? I don't know. I I, I mean, I get. I hope that they're like. You know, being like, oh, they're on administrative leave and getting in trouble, but it's like paid administrative leave that they're not publishing and like being like, yo, we don't blame you. What else are you going to do? We got to you know, do this so that people don't get mad. Right. Because, um, I mean, I don't fault them for what they did. I mean, the guy deserved everything he got. Yeah. I think every flight attendant should be issued a taser. The great equalizer. Yeah. Someone gives you shit. <laughs> And then you won't have to duct tape one person to see it. Yeah. One person to see it. And and they know. Yeah. It's like when you, when you go to prison, you fight the biggest person there and then no one wants to mess with you. So you tase the loudest person on the plane and everybody else shuts up. Or you just tase one person at random. And then they're like, (laughs) Oh, they mean business. (laughs) Thank you for flying frontier airlines. (laughs) (laughs) Just pick it. Yeah, call somebody up at random, like uh, John Smith. If you're on the plane, please 
uh, <laughs> click your call button. <laughs> I like it. So mine is uh, mine is relatively minor in the grand scheme of things, but it was just kind of an eye rolling moment that that you and I talked about before the show. But I'm gonna give Jason Garrett of the New York Giants a shout out. Uh, nice for those who are unaware, who may not remember, Jason Garrett, the former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, eventually got fired because they kept losing uh, to the Giants, among other teams. So you know, like any mediocre coach, he bounces back, uh, and the Giants pick him up as a as offensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay. So I picked him up as the offensive coordinator, which, you know, whatever. He's he's a dude. But uh, He was a good offensive coordinator. I mean, he was a great offensive coordinator, and that's why he got hired as a coach. He just sucked as a head coach. Yeah. So he's he's in New York now, and he gave uh, in-person, or had an in-person uh, press conference with the media today at training camp. And uh, as he was leaving, uh, one of the reporters said, uh, good to see you in person, Jason. And he stops and he says, we say good to see you, coach. That's how we do it. And then walks off. So I got a couple issues here. One, I think it's incredibly stupid to expect anybody who is not a player or uh, works under you uh, on a team to call you coach. So if you're if you're a, if you're an athlete on the team, sure, call him coach. If you're one of his assistants, sure, call him coach. Maybe a former player. Yeah, former player. Yeah, you know, if you're used to it, whatever. But to expect random people in the media to address you as coach is just so stupid. Like, I I remember uh, somebody was getting upset about it with Nick Saban or something like that. Um, Oh, and the Dion thing. That was the other one. When somebody called Dion Dion Sanders Dion and he was like, it's coach. Coach Prime. Um. Like, sorry, that's not how it works. You don't, like, it would almost be defensible if he was the head coach. But when you're an assistant coach, it's even dumber. Like, you don't walk into... What? You gotta fire back and just call... You gotta fire back and just call him assistant coach. Like, give him what he (laughs) wants, but just call him, like, assistant coach. Good to have you back, assistant coach. Like, you don't... (laughs) You don't go into, into Wendy's and you're like... Hello, Manager John. Good to see you again. Or even worse, good to see you, Shift Leader Steve. Like, you're Jason. Well, Greeter James, how you doing? Yes. Good to see you again, Greeter. Um, like you know, we don't we don't walk into my office and it's like Director Bowers. It's good to see you. Like, no, oh, there's unemployed Bob. <laughs> <laughs> there's recently fired Freddie. <laughs> oh it's unemployed hugh how you doing hugh <laughs> yeah it's so stupid so you know like if you were a successful coach and a long a long time successful coach maybe you can try that flex but a when you're not a head coach and b when you haven't done anything no you're you're jason and when you have no like personal tie in that capacity to that person, right. to expect them to refer to you in that that res- title of respect is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, like when he, uh, if he goes to uh, to the doctor, do you think the doctor's like, "Hello, Coach Garrett"? 
going to go over your MRI results from today. I mean, maybe the team doctor. But... Yeah, I guess. Like when he goes for his know. when he goes for his uh, colon screening, and probably not like cough, coach. Yeah, everything's <laughs> feeling good up there, coach. So, Jason Garrett, get over yourself. All right, what's the last one from you? The last one I'll go with is uh, probably Matt Damon. So, have you been following the the story mm-hmm. about Matt Damon this week? So, Matt Damon caught a little bit of fire and. It's a weird bit of fire, right? Where it's like somebody admitting their mistake and personal growth. But it's like one of the things like, why are you saying this story? And then it's causing more questions than what he than, than what it was intended to do. So for those of you who haven't been following the story, Matt Damon was doing an interview for like a movie. He's making the rounds for a new movie he's doing. And somehow they got on the topic of a conversation that he was out to dinner with his daughter and family a couple weeks ago. And he ended up, and supposedly his daughter is supposed to be super hilarious. Like she makes fun of him and like, well, refuses to watch any of his good movies, but only watches his bad ones so she can make fun of him. And so um, they're at the, at dinner and I guess he dropped a, uh, a hard F bomb and it's not the, uh, not the, the F bomb that you're thinking about. It's the derogatory one to talk about um, certain populations, uh, homosexual populations. Right. So mm-hmm. he's, he totally says the F word and admits that he says the F word at, or he said the F word at dinner and the daughter corrected him and then wrote like a multiple page. And I forget what you called like a treatise or whatever. Yeah. Um, but basically a report saying why he shouldn't do it. And then instead of like just having like, there's multiple parts to the story, but his excuse and rationale for why he said it to her was that it was a line that he said in um, Stuck on You, that he was repeating a line that he said in Stuck on You. And like further investigation shows that like there was one line where it was said in Stuck on You, but it was when somebody was ca- like singing karaoke. They call he they called someone that. So like the reference of him using it, like the context would be terrible. So like he may have said it, but like you're quoting like in open public that you're doing this. And then also he went then to apologize about his growth and said, you know, after talking with his daughter, he's realized that, you know, it's wrong and he shouldn't say this and say this for people because he understands how it can hurt people. Uh, So he stopped saying it. But then in the process is also admitted that he's regularly said it up until now until he changed. So it's just a whole bunch of him like, pretty much stepping on his dick the entire time while he was trying to tell a story and you, and you want people to admit that they've learned and grown and been better, but openly just shooting himself in the foot, telling the story of his growth all the way through. Cause pretty much was outing up until like a couple weeks ago, he was still using the hard F word as a regular part of his vernacular. So um, while I appreciate the honesty and the growth, like, have some self-awareness and understanding and hopefully he wasn't using it as regular as it may seem like he is. And it's just complete misuse of words and him just catching himself. But still for this to be a story nowadays, and this to be something that you were assumingly proud of to talk about. And then now it's turned into this. Um, I'm giving you credit of douchebag of the week. Yeah. The way he's trying to walk it back recently is like a non-denial denial. Right. Like he's saying, I haven't, I haven't called anyone that well. You didn't say you did. You just said you use it. Like right. if you're telling a joke and you use that word in there, like it's still not okay. 
Right. And then you admit that, like, you've now now you've learned and you stop using it. But it's like then you're also insinuating that you've used it regularly up until now. Like, I think I realized, like, what? Probably when did old school come out? Like, just after that is probably when it started realizing, like, oh, it's probably not a good word to use. Yeah, let's uh, let's not use that anymore. So, f word under any circumstances is bad. In case you, yeah. in case people were uh, unclear on that, it's bad. And call a bunch of sticks a bunch of sticks. Like, don't even use that as your out. Like, ooh, refer to a bunch of sticks. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our that's our douchebag of the week. All three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Full full stockpile of two weeks of uh, pent up douchery and canceling. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So we're we're at that time. I think it's time to see who takes it. Let me refresh. I mean, the- I think we know who takes it unless some shenanigans happened in the last 30 minutes. Bunch of mail in voting. People just going, logging in, logging out. Check check the IPs of where yeah. they're coming from. All right, here we go. And the winner is with 62.5% of the vote. Our listeners have determined that I want it that way is the greatest boy band song of all time. So there you go. Champions. All right. I want it that way wins with 62.5% of the vote. So that means, and let me, I'm going to refresh the uh, scoring here to make that official. And congratulations again to the Backstreet Boys. If you want to come on this uh, on this podcast, uh, just hit me up in the DMs. And sorry to NSYNC. If you're upset about it, let's discuss. Yeah, let's let's talk about how you feel. Let's, let's work it out. Yeah, I think that's... I'm, I'm going to be a life coach. Check out my Facebook page. I'll post on it later. <laughs> FitFam, hashtag. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so here we go. The top five of the prediction contest number five with 78 points is me it's gonna be may uh number four with 79 points eva snee of seattle washington All right, number three with 80 points. Friend of the show, Patrick. Nice. Solid showing. Yeah. Number two with 91 points. I think this is who it is. Sean Gasperson of North Carolina. We got some regional diversity. Yeah. And number one, with 99 points, almost hitting triple digits. Drum roll, please. 
Shane Michael Ryan of Rochester, New York. Congratulations, Shane. You won the prediction contest. How does I it swear, feel? I, I swear I didn't throw any of this. I, I voted only once for every round. I may have pandered for a few picks, but I didn't I did not sway I did not actually physically cheat, but it feels good. I'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, everyone in our listeners, our support. My father for for breeding excellence. <laughs> so uh, here's where you really, where you really uh, pulled away from the rest of the group, is you absolutely nailed the almost perfectly the London bracket. Let me look at the bracket. Out of that entire region, you missed one song. Which one uh, was that? Uh, Back for um, good. Yep, yep. I had them going one uh, to the second round, right, and then lo- and then losing. Yeah, uh, but you got everybody else. My, head, my, my heart, not my head. Yeah, but also I had, I had faith. I had faith that you know their greatest hit off their greatest hits album was going to make it for at least one one run. <laughs> and you got three out of the four on the final four. Uh, correctly predicted the championship game. Yeah, I had the. I, I think I had, and I had. Did I have? I'll make love to you going up against um, Summer Girls, and then uh, did I have Summer Girls pulling it out? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Quit if playing I had games with my heart. Oh, so I had them knocking out. I, um, okay, yeah. Oh, I you had all make love to you losing in the very first round. Did I? Yeah, because they were up against All for Love. Damn. Color me bad. Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna vote against that. So, yeah, yeah that, that forgot. So if if uh, if not for that, you would have been easily into the triple digits. Yeah, but I I, mean, I can't vote against. All yeah, love. but still, you won. <laughs> Congratulations, your uh, your trophies in the mail. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. maybe a championship belt. I don't know. Defend my title in some other some other genre. There you go. So here we are, the end of a journey. The end of our fun, boy man. band tournament. It's been it's been fun. We got to thank uh, we got to thank uh, friend of the show Kenny Kenny Bowers for the idea and yeah, thanks to Kenny for the idea. Of- thanks to David Bowman, Brad Fischetti, Trevor Pennick, uh, Richie Neville, uh, forgetting one, Dave Holmes, Maria Sherman. Those are all the big ones. Do we have anybody else? I feel like there's a fifth. David Bowman, uh, Richie Neville, Brad Fischetti, Trevor Pennick, Richie Neville. Is there another boy band? No, that was it. No, we missed anybody. I forget. Uh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> Dave Holmes. I mean, we had a bunch of cameos that we had. So I mean, that was that was different. But I think those were the only full-on interviews that we had. Yeah, but thank you to everybody who willingly took part in that it was way more than we ever would have expected people to take us up on so we love shout it. out again to josh Cress. i mean that was awesome getting us hooked up uh with the 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 charlotte qc morning show yeah thanks to josh and heidi for making that happen uh yeah we've had fun and the uh, live radio piece has been fun and it's time to transition to our podcast form but first we're going to take some weeks off to recover and come up with some good stuff so 
with that, thank you as always. We'll be back. We'll tell you when we'll be back. And it's going to be great when we're back. So stay tuned. He's Shane. I'm Mike. We'll see you again soon. Love y'all. Peace.